welcome back. Back seems the wrong word for a, a year-long absence, but to the Heads in the Game podcast, uh, a lot has happened in, I guess, the 12 months since, but we've got a tremendous amount to talk about, as always. Turner is here. Um, it's been an amazing start to the season, Turner. Um, one word description of your emotions entering, what is oh. it, sixth week? Jesus. Um yeah, I mean, today, obviously, it's hard to not talk about, or, you know, I'm disappointed after today. Um, but, I mean, has it really been a year, Chaz? Is that really what we're I think at? it has. I think it has. Oh, my God. Well, then, if if that is true, there's been a lot of, I'd say it's been a good year of Arsenal football. The the I feel like the past, in the past, it's never usually, my updates on Arsenal are never usually super exciting and not that anything happened too crazy this past year i.e we, we're not in champions league but the start of the season has, has to be an up uh an upward trend but today we suffered our first our our first blemish of perfection against uh a chaz as you i a, a weird united side mm-hmm. I, I don't want to get not give them credit obviously they played really well today and uh those two counterattacks were deadly um deadly but i don't know um i still just think this side like this united side is like has a lot i i don't believe i don't know i mean four games four games uh uh you know the four 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 wins in a row someone i think they're two points behind city which if if you told me that after the brentford game uh i don't think anyone would believe you they've obviously spent a lot of money um and anthony anthony looked did you watch the whole game today, by the way? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Anthony looked good. I mean, obviously good finish. I don't know really know how he could have missed. I don't know why Ramsdale went that. Do you see how Ramsdale dived for that? Ramsdale yeah. went to the post. I don't know. Not that it was his fault. Like, I'm saying good finish, especially debut. You're going to have nerves. Like, but like, I used to think you, yeah, he wasn't, I, I didn't think he was that incredible. Um, I thought Erickson played well. I don't know. This United side is just a weird side for me. If, if they continue playing, I thought they played a lot better against Liverpool. I thought we played – I actually really thought we played really well today. So that's yeah. what I, I, I mean, thought this was is, really good. Yeah, this is what we're going to start the show with. Um, you know, obviously for those that have followed Manchester United's no good, very bad, terrible start to the season turned into the best team in the planet. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that 4-0 loss, uh, going 4-0 down in the first half to Brentford, um, just chaos on the pitch, bringing in Casemiro, bringing in uh, – uh, Anthony, as you said, also Alessandro Martinez, you know, the who was obviously playing in the Brentford game, but has turned into a totally different player um, than yeah. he was in that first half. And I think what we saw today was, you know, A, our two teams entering with very different starts this season. Arsenal, the perfect start, a dream run of form against what, um, you know, teams that you should beat, but also as we've seen this season, there, the level of parity within the Premier League this season appears to be, I think, higher than it has been over the last probably decade. You know, there's a lot of teams that are getting points off of, you know, bigger, quote-unquote, bigger sides, uh, some very well-coached teams that are in the middle part of the table that are going to pose a tremendous amount of problems. Uh, yeah. A lot of teams, you know, Brighton winning against Manchester United on the first day of the season, still a tremendously strong start to the season from them. Um, yeah. You know, like 
you know, they aren't going to, which is, I think, what we probably all said in 2016 about Leicester, but they are putting together a great run of form. And, you know, what we saw today was, you know, I think for me, there was some failure in game planning. I think that the second half tactical shift by Arteta was the incorrect one. The substitutes really sort of throwing caution to the wind with still a tremendous amount of game left when I thought Arsenal were clearly the better of the two sides over that second goal. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, uh, not to cut you off. No, I just, I don't know. Oh, it was just so frustrating. Was, we had gone to a bar. We had like, there was like ten of us, um, and we were at this bar and and literally watching. And there, and there was this. What was really annoying? There was all these United fans on one side of the bar, and then a lot of us. Not like like as if it was like separated like that, but there were all these United United fans on the other side of the bar, and they had a TV that was three seconds faster. Oh, so, which is such a. You forget oh, that's like, fucking horrible. I hate that. Is a game changer because, like, it'd be a counterattack, and like you know, like Rashford has the ball, and you're like, and you've already you're here half the side of the bar is erupted, and you're like, what? You know, you don't even you already know that Rams really didn't make a save. Anyway, that was just kind of frustrating. But um, I don't know. I, I thought uh, United looked insane in the first 15 minutes. They looked really, really good, and I was like, all right, it's, it's kind of scary. We just need to kind of like quell this. We did so, I think, quite successfully. Um. I thought, I mean, uh, again, the main talking points, like the disallowed goal, I, I don't know. Like, I guess if I was an Arsenal fan or if I was a United fan or if that happened to my team, like, I probably would have been like, oh, you know, made it seem like it was a foul. I thought it was kind of weak. I, I'm just bummed because it was such a beautiful goal. You know, and like the pass from Saka was perfect. And Martinelli, a really impressive, impressive finish, like with pressure there. And I was like, when that went in, Chad, I was like, oh, God, we're like, you know, cloud nine. Um Oh, and, completely. Understandably. Yeah. So that was kind of a bummer. The first half was uh, kind of like irrelevant. In the second half, we just, I mean, there was a, that other, that Martinelli uh, header too. Great De Gea save. Um, I don't know if you remember that one. Um, yeah, no. Amazing save. Like down yeah. low. Yeah, perfect. So I don't know. Uh, I thought I thought we just needed that goal. We needed that goal. And then it kind of came off of like, you know, kind of a clash or, you know, just we just were so dominant. And then. To, to respond that quickly, it was a gut punch, that second goal of United's. And, um, but it was weird. I, I don't know why we're playing so high. It happened twice. Both goals were just like yeah. really defending. Not that we obviously don't do that. I mean, obviously we were had them pinned back. So inevitably our center back is going to be closer to the halfway line. But it was it was kind of like, wow, that's scary that that was that easy. Uh, and to be fair, the, the, the first, the second United goal was, I mean, that pass by Bruno was absurd. Um, he so like, really, that, yeah. I don't think Saliba could have done that too much better. It was a perfectly timed mm-hmm. run. It kind of turned him out of it. Yeah. And the second goal, I, did the second goal not get reviewed? I, I don't know. Like, not that it just looked kind of close for I, I thought an angle that was just like, it was pretty, he was on by. I didn't, I didn't, maybe, maybe that, again, that's probably the Arsenal bias, but I, I or just, I don't know. I just didn't even see it get reviewed. I was like, all right, damn. Um, and then once it was 3 1, but yeah, poor decision by Arteta. I, I don't know why you would play. Vieira for the first time, uh, like uh, like because he's been he's been waiting to play yeah. this builder we got, who's kind of you know kind of uh, obviously like quite. Uh, I feel like part of it has to just be midfield depth. Like you know you're yeah. it, it was Lakanga, like yeah. you're you're missing El Nenny, you're missing uh, Party. So I yeah. think like part of it was just sort of forced by circumstance. But I think like at least for me, that was where the match was lost. Was you know Jaka you know, is able to play in a much better role when he's accompanied by one of them. Just like there seems to be more assuredness in just dot and like controlling that center of the pitch. 
And Erickson was, I thought, absolutely brilliant today. I thought the best player on the pitch, um, you know, just dropping into space perfectly, making just exceptional passes. And just Arsenal, I felt, never quite were able to, like, figure out positionally how to deal with Erickson. And I think that maybe that there was an overcompensation, like, when they went out in the second half. And obviously, you know, Erickson gets through on goal, and there's not much else you can do at that point for the third. Yeah. But I thought he was excellent. And, uh, you know, for all the criticism of Ten Hag um, at the start of the season, which is obviously unfair to a certain degree, you know, first two matches in charge, I think that you are, for the first time, like in certain ways, that you could see like the cohesive identity. And I think the major victory, at least for me, in analyzing Ten Hag is just the consistent benching of Ronaldo because the play in the first half, which is when Ronaldo comes on in the late latter stages, he's plays a very important position in that phase of the game. Yeah. But in the beginning, you know, when Rashford is making an overlapping run and, you know, Sancho's cutting in and Anthony has more flexibility, you're like, yeah. there's no way that Ronaldo fits into this sphere at yeah. this current oh, stage of his career. It's true. No, yeah. It's interesting, yeah. I mean, we you know we have so much to talk about, so we can move can move on because I want to hear all about you know your take on Chelsea's start and all that stuff. But um, oh, last thing I'll say about this game was just like uh, yeah, just that I, I don't know, I just didn't feel like I just didn't feel like you know were that impressive today. I don't know why. Maybe again, I'm I'm probably being so harsh and being very biased, but I just thought I thought the I thought the first fifteen minutes was by far the best fifteen mm-hmm. of the entire game. Which I think everyone would agree with me there. Um, I just thought the Anthony goal, we like gave the ball away. It was just a little sloppy and it was kind of like, wow, uh, the, you know, one zero, like I kind of out of nowhere. And then it was just two really, really good passes and, and good defending, but I just didn't think Martinez played super well. He got bodied by Jesus. Like, yeah, I didn't, I, this is not, he, I, thought, I thought, I don't know. I just thought everyone was kind of like average, but like, we just didn't put the ball in that. So it just kind of didn't really matter. I, that's how yeah. that's again, maybe I'm gassing my team up, but I'm not, I'm not too worried. I, I, I think we, can hold our heads up from that from that performance um yeah and, i mean yeah we have everton at home we have a couple like good easy games before we have this horrible run our lineup but we yeah, that tottenham liverpool city back to back to back the uh plus thursday night so it's about to get oh my god interesting yeah. <laughs> but luckily yeah. but luckily we didn't know no eastern european draws i was hoping we, it would have been kind of funny to play like uh some deep some deep cuts but they're all western europeans so uh or i guess uh, Bodo Bodo slash Glimt is the is Copenhagen is that Denmark where is that where no, are they? it's uh, Norway Norway apologies so I guess that that's quite north but anyway um, um, let's move on I mean yeah I, I mean no but you talked about a team that played you know Arsenal I don't think played horribly today by any stretch but lost uh, let's talk about a team that played not well and won uh, the good old Blues from West London um, Chelsea start for those who are not aware has been. Um, sketchy to say the least i would say would be the best descriptor a huge huge loss against leeds um a loss against southampton last match out and then a narrow 2-1 win over west ham with a very controversial var decision Uh, i i I saw the highlight well why wasn't the cornet goal uh absolutely vicious stamp on edward mendy a (laughs) Horrific challenge. Truly one of the worst challenges I've ever seen. Um, 
That's but, why I don't, I don't. Yeah, I don't even. Yeah. Yeah. So Chelsea, obviously, uh, new ownership this summer. Todd Bowley, owner of the LA Dodgers, and just general rich dude who immediately comes in, fires the entire transfer staff and scouting things, and begins to make transfer strategies that appear that he's playing FIFA career mode for the first time as a 12-year-old. So major additions were uh, defenders, Kaladu Koulibaly in from Napoli, uh, Wesley Fofana in for, from Leicester, and uh, Mark Kukurea from Brighton, all for the collective sum of a small Arab nation's GDP. Um, major, uh, sorry, Lukaku goes out on loan to... Um, yeah, you guys got like a, you got the hundred million back for that one. Yeah, right? we got, uh, and also he's injured already, so there's no way he's they're fucking buying him. So, um, Dennis Zachariah, deadline day yeah, deal. That's from, another one that no one is like that's gonna be that. I mean, he was supposed to be. He was supposed that was a big signing for Juve. Did that really not work out? Yeah, it, he was not very good to be honest. Um, Raheem Sterling, which was I think is a good sign. Pierre Emerick Aubameyang and uh, Carney Chukaweka at midfield and a whole host of people back from loan. So we have Connor Gallagher back at midfielder, Armando Broya back after a season with Southampton, with Crystal Palace and Southampton respectively. Um, Chelsea have historically been a team that thrives in chaos, but this is a total clusterfuck of a season. If you watch any Chelsea game, you will notice that there is a huge hole in the middle of the pitch that appears to no one really wants to acknowledge. And so N'Golo Conte is currently out. Chelsea have been playing with uh, Mateo Kovacic and Ruben Loftus-Cheek or Mason Mount or Conor Gallagher or whoever is available. And safe to say it's not been going well. Uh, first, I, first, first, before you start, Chaz, I yeah, want to ask no, a question. I was about I, to open it for you. I, well, I, well I, want, I feel like Chelsea's transfer window has to be like one of the big talk, bigger talking points from the start of the season. Agreed. I, I would say Bully's. I don't think I think Bully's been splashing cash, so that's obviously where the career mode I think comparisons come. But I will say this, like it, it, it's almost as if he looked up how to become like a transfer or like to become what, what's his position? Sporting director? Is that what it is? Yeah, yeah. And he's like, he's like chairman. Everyone's like, yeah, bro, you just got to invest in the youth. Because I will say, like, it has been kind of fascinating that these kids on, like, academy teams, Chukwameka, what, Kasaide, the Italian yeah. defender, they took one of our best mm-hmm. academy players, Amari Hutchinson, um, was kind of like a, what well, I wouldn't have expected that from, I mean, obviously he went for big money moves as well, but, like, I mean, you spent, what, 15 on Chukwameka, 15 on Kasaide, there's at least 40, probably 40 million euros there that are on yeah. 18 year olds. Uh, and then did you hear about this Lavia thing? The you see the no, that... this is okay. Oh, no, no, <laughs> this is what I'm saying. I'm not saying FIFA career mode in terms of spending money. I'm like, the dude literally was like reading like fucking like potential. top, top 10, like, yeah, like ranking von potential and just like dropping million because it is, it would have been the funniest thing in the history of Chelsea if this rando, you know, 18 year old Lavia who. I know is highly rated. I know the people at City like him. I know people at Southampton like him. But to just him to score a banger and then Bolton pick up the phone, it's like we want to buy him. Like that's absolutely hilarious. And it's after he was sold this transfer window. Yeah, like yeah. has that but ever we, happened? Have you well, ever bought a player and then I sold it? I think they would have had the City to recall him, and then it's insane. And so it's like absolutely hilarious. 
Um, I think that obviously a lot of spending had to happen because the sanctions on Abramovich, the right, the right call, meant that they weren't able to negotiate. Just, I want to clarify, I'm not criticizing the sanctions on Abramovich. Like, obviously, we know my stances on the war and the invasion of Ukraine. Um, but it meant that key players couldn't be negotiated with. And also, it was like there needed to be a reset defensively. So you lose uh, Rudiger, who is an amazing defender for Thomas Tuchel. Um, you lose Andres Christensen, who is not an amazing defender, but he you know, was able to do a job. As Pilaqueta is getting on in years, he no longer is cut out, even though it's about five years past when I thought that I was going to have to say that. Um, Marcus Alonso is Marcus Alonso. I think his time had come. They lose Emerson. So they were left with effectively four defenders. Um, and for some reason, Tuchel doesn't rate Chalaba anymore, which I don't think Chalaba is a Champions League ready center back. But as a depth piece, I've always been more optimistic. And so I get that, and I get bringing in Raheem Sterling to a certain degree. The transfer that I don't understand why Chelsea were not jumping on is, it seems like Gabriel Jesus was the perfect transfer for this summer. And I, I have always thought that he's a good player, but if Tuchel wants to play a system where a central player can operate left and right with more flexibility, but also be a better goal scorer than Kai Havertz, it sort of screams Gabriel Jesus. And I yeah. don't know what the, I, like they might have tried and like he was, wants to go to Arsenal, which I don't think that happens. But to start, to end the summer with signing Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, like A, Todd Bowley did not watch All or Nothing. I know that right now. Um, B, just like I cannot explain I cannot picture a bombing playing in this system because there's no, like, when like, you need a player who drops deep, like a Harry Kane, a guy real genius. I'm not saying we should get either of those, but the huge hole in Chelsea is the lack of a creative midfielder or someone that progresses it. Mason Mount, for some reason, has regressed this season, and there is no service getting up to the wingers. Um, yeah. Christian Pulisic should have been let to leave, I maintain, for a variety of reasons, but he's still there. So I don't really understand the logic of buying a player for like six months who has serious attitude problems and is like, what, 33? Yeah, 33 years old. I'm tremendously confused. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's... Uh... Yeah, I mean, I don't know. The Aubameyang transfer feels like a a Willian transfer of our past, or I'm, I'm not gonna. I don't know. You, hey, Willian to Fulham, big to Fulham. signing. Well, Fulham now have like five different wingers they need to pick from after they the dude I named my entire fantasy team off of uh, got injured, Mano Solomon. Anyway, uh, that's a whole other conversation. Yeah, no, I don't know. Chelsea's business has been interesting. Um, I'm excited to see how they all fit in. I wish Aubameyang no luck in his endeavors back in London. Uh, and I hope he fails tremendously, but I know that he'll score against Arsenal inevitably. So it's, uh, uh, that, that's an interesting rumor, but yeah, no, I think Chelsea's, Chelsea's been, Chelsea's been poor. Uh, they haven't played well. Um, and they, but they, but they, what's crazy is they looked so good against Spurs. Uh, like, uh, which, which 
like maybe they got up for that game. Obviously, that game, you know, like we have we haven't had a chance to talk about that game, and we could probably spend a whole episode just talking about that game in terms of yeah, don't get me started uh, on that one. Just from the handshakes to the uh, to the corners to yada yada yada. So um, the hair know, pull too much in there. Yeah, the hair pull, Jesus. Uh, but like I Chelsea looked really good, and I was like, all right, really yeah, good. The Chelsea team is gonna it's always and they're still gonna cause teams problems. They're not they're not gonna be pushovers, but um. They they just seem lacking in defense, and I and I of course Fafana can add more stability to that. Um, I'm just kind of like, isn't that still a problem that like Silva and Koulibaly aren't able to? That that that's my main question to you. Is obviously your midfield isn't existent, and there's also attacking uh, questions. But the scary thing is your defense, which you would assume again. I will caveat it with uh, Fafana hasn't been added to that system, which of course he's gonna he's better than Aspilicueta, but like even with Cucurella. Uh, yeah. uh, you know, uh, Kulavali and Silva. Um, I don't know. It seems like there's still, there's still, it's not as solid as you'd assume with some of those, especially those two center backs with their experience. Yada yada yada. And no, Kulavali okay. playing well, like starting the season somewhat well. I don't know how they've been playing, but um, yeah, it's it's been weird. Um, I mean, we could really talk about Chelsea for a very long time, but I think the two pre season favorites both made interesting acquisitions over the summer um of course that it would be manchester city and liverpool i want to talk about liverpool first because city i think are an easier thing to talk about yeah obviously um darwin nunez was their only was supposed to be their big money signing they bring in fabio carvalho from uh newly promoted fulham um then they lose about half their midfield. Yeah. Drop to um, Manchester United, um, which creates a sort of very weird for Liverpool moment because I think Liverpool are often a club that we that we think of in terms of being extremely well planned. Like everything is in terms of multi-year planning. They have not, they've bought players, but they have not spent a tremendous amount of money on players that don't immediately slot in. Like their only player, like Nabi Keita, who is still an important part of the rotation, is basically their only high profile signing that hasn't become a starter. And like I'm not including Jota and players that are very clear part of like a, that it's not Jota's quality. It's just that he was bought to be a fourth option in a three player system. And he will probably start when we come back. But, you know, they've had such a strange season, you know, drying against Crystal Palace, losing against uh, United, nine nil winners at Bournemouth, uh, squeaky to last, literally last second win against Newcastle, and then drying against a absolutely tr- dreadful Everton side on yeah. the weekend 0-0. So this, they bring in Arthur Melo, Artur Melo, Art- Artur, Artur Melo, the Brazilian central midfielder who has played it was you know part of that money laundering scheme between Juventus and Barcelona, um, and I'm curious, Turner. You know, there's all this talk about you know Klopp's seventh season, you know yeah, his seventh yeah. season at Dortmund, but I, and I don't think anyone thinks it's going to go but that bad. Do you think that we can still consider Liverpool title contenders? That's a big question, and obviously because they are behind Chelsea in the table, which I think nobody yeah. is talking about, and yeah. how badly Chelsea has played. No, Liverpool look um, rattled. I mean, that first game against Fulham was uh, everyone was like, "Whoa!" Um, 
And, you know, Fulham's also another team that not that we have time to, you know, like it shows that the level of the Premier League is, is really high when Fulham uh, are, are, are causing problems. Uh, I mean, um, but, uh, but no, Liverpool look, Liverpool look weak. I think Mane was a big loss um, as, as we all kind of assumed, but didn't assume this badly. Um, Nunez is still yet to be proven. Looks somewhat dangerous, but isn't anywhere near dangerous to maybe def- other players like physical yeah. health. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, I don't know. Um, I, I I think City are going to be are I, obviously I think City are title favorites. They definitely, but like City also. I mean, I think the Villa uh, game obviously they had a lot of chances, but like that's a real that was a real shocker. Um, as I think it shows that especially Villa having such a hard bad time this season. Um, they, you know, Gerard, I think is the number one, uh, the, the manager most likely gets sacked. So I thought that was kind of oh, a, a I, uh, maybe Brandon yeah. Rogers. I'd be surprised if he survives okay, until tomorrow. True, true. Yeah. But uh, he's so up there. He's up there. But, but I think Gerard is, is also up there. Anyway, yada, yada, yada. Um, I, I mean, look, City are so good. And yeah. if Holland, I mean, that's a whole other thing we need to talk about. <laughs> Holland keeps doing what he's doing, which, the fact that we in fantasy really thought that like that was questionable, you know, like that there was a chance maybe that obviously, you know, the four, what the four people went ahead of them was De Bruyne, Kane, Son and Salah. So it wasn't nobody's, but like the fact that the first pick didn't like, or the first two was like, maybe let's take a, a gamble on. Yeah. Yep. I don't want to shout. As someone who picked Salah first and is currently in I, maybe last. Am I, I don't know. Like in both my draft team and my FPL team, I am. Um, just horrendous but yeah i think part of me is i've been traumatized by chelsea and that every striker that chelsea signs sucks so i assume that there is never going to be a striker that immediately slots into a team and also with city you know it is a very hard system to like break into look jack grealish who i think at the time we were all like that's a lot of money for jack grealish was still on when he came on for England, the like a very exciting player. He was cre- like most valid player in the league. He was creating yeah. all Villa's chances. Love he was, that. yeah, that, that was the most Jack Grealish. I love, like, I get ta- we could talk about the bullshit stats that get ascribed to players so often because most valid is all like it's him and Wilfred Zaha every yeah. year. It's all and Crystal Palace will always, I think will always have, for the rest of time, one of the top two players most out. It's in their DNA. But we all were like, you know, Holland. It wasn't so much an arrogance toward the Bundesliga because we fucking watched, like, you know, I love watching Dortmund play. But the dude is clearly a level above the Bundesliga. Yeah. But but I didn't think he'd be a level above the Premier League to the point where he's scoring back-to-back hat-tricks his first season. Yeah, Yeah. and that stat that came out that was like, uh, players who have two hat tricks in their entire career. Uh, in Premier League, it's like Hazard's only had two. Uh, Son, Mane, and there was someone else who also was. And it was like this dude did it in his first five games. I don't know. I'll let you just moving on to City, Chaz. And I want you to answer also the question you proposed to me in terms of the title race. But um, w- w- my only thing with the Holland thing, which is what we should expect for fantasy stuff, is that. I mean, at least what well, he's probably scored nine, ten goals. Is it nine or ten or is it ten already? Ten. Yeah, which is more goals than Timo Werner and Romelu Lukaku managed for Chelsea. Yeah, all last season. Uh, but oh, no. uh, 
in their Evers. Oh wow, I didn't I didn't know that. That's tough. Um individually, not together. Together, I think they made it to 13. Okay. So. Yeah. Um he'll, he'll beat that <laughs> next Saturday. But uh but uh just just uh, if you watch them as goals, four of them are like quite literally tap-ins, like mm-hmm. uh, especially that one. I mean the one the most ridiculous goal was the John Stone's miss kick that just went perfectly to him. Um and like he's probably, you know, so I I think it was it was that third goal against was it Palace where he uh, took the ball in stride like basically shoved a dude to the ground and slotted it in that was like all right if he can keep doing that it's a uh, and that West Ham game that West Ham game was like that 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 goal where De Bruyne slides him in and he gets so coolly anyway he's gonna be a menace I think City are definitely title favorites I, I do think they're gonna win the league I kind of like the idea that Liverpool might be that like I mean obviously I'd love a title race but it seems right now Chaz I mean. Maybe I'm being a little too uh, that it's gonna be like Liverpool are top four like it, like that's a battle now at least mm-hmm. how they're playing. Um, I would never dare to say that they're not gonna make top four, but I mean I don't know if United keep playing well. Uh, Spurs, Arsenal. So, sorry, that's just so frustrating that United now are a team that I have to take seriously. I know. It's I hoping really they were just like I was just hoping that they were gonna lose the first like they would you know have like four points in their first like five. And they just have such a bad start that they could like win a couple games, but just never get up to like past like ninth or eighth. Um, but now it's like, geez, um, like what do you do? Play big boys too. They beat Liverpool and Arsenal. That, you know, that's two games that, whatever. Anyway, I still think he has a lot to prove. But, yeah, um, I think yeah. what we said about tap-ins, and I think that like it's very interesting to watch the difference between Lukaku and Holland because. There was a lot of criticism of Lukaku for not getting adequately involved in the team in terms of touches. So the stat was always like he only had this amount of touches, he only had this amount of touches. Holland is getting like 12 touches a game. The difference is that he's scoring four of them. So it's a very interesting system. And like, you know, I think we in the Premier League, there's been a premium placed on strikers who are able to drop deep to become involved in play, just as we were talking earlier in terms of fits for Chelsea systems that it's now to see just a pure goal scorer. You know, this guy, you know, he will get assists in the process of scoring goals. Like, it's not like he's not dropping deep to spray a wide ball to an onrushing Jao Cancelo. It's very much that he is a clearly not only a physical beast, his finishing is uh, like pretty close to unmatched, but positionally, like he is excellent, and I think that like the you know a lot of those are tap ins, but the tap ins you know he's making run after run, and yeah. really just you know playing against Erling Holland, playing against City as a defender has got to be the most infuriating experience ever. But having to deal with like a six three guy who's as fast as Mbappe is truly one of the most nightmare inducing things that I've ever had to experience. You know I don't know like our. Uh, senior year JV soccer center back partnership. I think we could have taken him, but it's you know I think that if he keeps up even eighty percent of this form, City are runaway favorites, and the question then becomes whether Arsenal and Spurs I think are the two most likely can adopt a uh, title challenge, and then you have I think about five teams that are fighting for the next three spots. So yeah, it yeah. should be really interesting in that regard. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, I think it'll be fun. I think, I mean, obviously the level's so high this year. I mean, when you have a new coming team 
spending 180 million pounds, I think is the total for Forrest, uh, which I mean, uh, that's a whole other conversation, Chaz. I don't know how many strikers you need. The fact that they were about to get Michi Baishuai after getting Dennis and having like three other like players with it, like and and they're terrible. It, even rigid, they have what twenty? <laughs> yeah, and they're terrible. And they're terrible. It's it, 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 like, like, then on Rody. Rody's like not bad. Like the, what? the best part about it. The best part about it is that they're terrible. Like, uh, look, I have read the thought pieces that it's that how many players left. Nottingham Forest over the summer, you know, they needed to make a lot of signings, but it's absolutely hilarious. They dropped 20 signings and then lose to Bournemouth. Like that Bournemouth after, like we were like, Bournemouth are the worst team in the league. They're going to get relegated. They're in 12th, right? Or 13th right now. It's, you know, you're the bottom three right now. I don't think that any of us would have, well, I mean, we were predicting maybe one of this, but that West Ham, Forest, and Leicester are our bottom three. Yeah. Um, you and you know, then Villa, Everton, Palace, Wolves, and you've got Brighton in the top four, which I'm all for a Graham Potter because that dude's a legend. But I think it's you know, it's fascinating and but just absolutely hilarious. I have so much fun laughing at Forest, and I apologize to any I don't know. There's probably no Forest fans listening to this, but I apologize to Forest fans. But it's objectively hilarious that like Renan Lodi is playing left back for you. And you lose to Bournemouth. Like that guy went from starting like Champions League quarterfinals to losing to Bournemouth for a team playing in Nottingham. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. Um, should we do some maybe some season things? Maybe predictions. Maybe our signing the season. Yes. Uh, uh, some something. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's next. Let's do it right now. <laughs> All right, Turner. So. Now that the transfer window is closed, we can make our predictions looking a lot smarter than everyone who so stupidly did it before the season started like you're supposed to. Um, So we've got a few categories, but let's start with signing. So I want your signing of the season, and then in a little bit we'll get into flop of the season. I mean, again, like like you said, it's kind of hard to do this after the season. I don't think anyone – can argue that it has to be Holland so far, um, right? But also, I feel like that would have been one of the top guests before him. I I will just put a special mention for two or three other players. I think I I had I knew Jesus was quality, but he's been he's he's taken on that really star kind of. I don't think anyone knew he was that this good. At least like that goal again. Again, granted, was born with but that that t- the one where he brought it on the floor, beat four people, slid in Martinelli, and then. Odegaard eventually put it away, but like I, we just have never had a player like that, and he's so aggressive. And he's he's really fun to watch and really strong. Uh, again, today he did the same thing where he he can like he he could body out uh, Veron. He did it twice. Um, also, sorry, we didn't. I know we didn't mention this in the game, but how fucking funny was it that Manu? Who just joined that Manu was just trying to throw this game away when they subbed it on McGuire and Fred, and within what maybe two minutes, McGuire got a yellow card. Yeah, hilarious. Uh, and it's, it was just. Absurd, and there's a penalty shout uh, at some point. Anyway, um, that was hilarious. But uh, yeah, I I say Jesus um, is has to be up there. I think I, unfortunately I, he hasn't started playing yet. I haven't watched enough of their games. I can't see how Basuma doesn't become uh, like such a rock uh, solid option in that Spurs team. Um, 
Uh, and another another shout that like has impressed me when I've watched them. Chaz did just shit on them a bit. Uh, that Morgan Gibbs White kid is is quite talented. Uh, oh, definitely. Uh, and same. Okay, another. And sorry, I'm I'm, I'm rambling, but I'll, also um, I watched Guedes's first two games for Wolves, and while of course a winger from Portugal succeeding at Wolves is is no surprise to nobody, but like that Wolves team has has really been like they usually kind of are where they kind of just get don't get results when they've played so so well that mm-hmm. they're going to be hard for anyone to beat. So yeah. those, are, those are those are a few of the players. Chaz, give me give me a, a couple that you're looking <laughs> yeah. at. Yeah, first of all, I agree with you, Holland, but I can't say Holland cuz that right. would be lame. It's, a, it's not fun. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Neil Mope for Everton. I'm no, kidding. I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Come on. It could be a shout. I don't know. Like, Absolutely not a shout. No, you're Mopay. <laughs> what? With 14 goals, Chaz is going to cite this uh, that moment, and 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 we'll all give him a ton of credit. Continue. Okay. So who? Um, I think if look if Chelsea sort their whole life out, Raheem Sterling's a very good signing. I think you know he is clearly. I mean, he's one of the Premier League's best players the last 10 years. I don't think anyone with a brain could argue that in terms of just consistency. Uh, but I think for me, most important signing uh, is going to be Ericsson for the new United yeah. system. I, I, I play well the first two games. Obviously he's balling now, but I'm just like, I don't know. I can't get, I'm I can't get to Brentford. Adjust, yeah, completely. But like I watched that game and that was a system failure and a just whole fucking calamitous. Like he was not good at all. But he's rattled. He's all, they were all speaking Danish to him. They, they were in his head. Yeah. Um, all these things. I'm interested in a few other players. Um, he's uh, for uh, – I'm really interested in Alexander Izak for Newcastle. Yeah. I think oh, that's a great signing. He looks signing. so good. That first, he looks so good. Um, and the offside goal. Did you see that? My God. <laughs> I, was, I, I, was, I was crying. I was this, – this guy almost brought tears to my eyes. I love that dude so much. He's so funny. He looks like he should have no skill at all. Because he, when he's running at a defender, he there's something uncoordinated about him, which I love in a striker. Like I love strikers that don't look like they're good at running. I think yeah. if you look good at running as a striker, you're a fraud. Uh, what do you say? Holland also looks like an idiot. Holland looks an idiot. Alexander Izak looks like an idiot. Um, half of like Fernando Torres looks great. Look where he ended up. Um, so this is, this is what I value in a striker and this is my new transfer strategy. And I think it's important. Um, those are my, I think most interesting signs this season. I think there's been obviously the premier league because of TV rights and everything can basically buy up the entire world's talent at this point, except the big Spanish clubs. Um, that stat real quick that was like 1.7 billion. It was like 1.7 billion compared to the next highest one. I think I think that was 50. Yeah, Yeah, it was because Spain because it's you you have Barcelona and Real Madrid and then everyone else is selling. Um, I mean, like look, like Renan Lodi, who is became a second choice left back at Atletico Madrid, went on loan with an option to buy for 25 million to Nottingham Forest, and no other team in Spain could take except Barcelona and Real Madrid could afford that option. Yeah. Maybe no other team in the world that's not a top four team. And it's a relegation fodder team. So those are mine. I, I'm interested to see how Gibbs White does, as you said. Uh, but now this is way more fun. I want to know the most disappointing season um, player signing 
that you see this season? Um, there's all. I was just thinking while we were talking about stuff. There's so many names that we 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 you know could mention could go on yeah. um, mentioning in terms of just excited to see how they go. I mean, I don't know. I, I want to say Richarlison, but I also feel like that's not a right answer because he's not going to start. But then he did yeah. start recently. And I mean, it was so funny to see that dude take off his shirt for a disallowed goal. But um, uh, I feel like, like in terms, of, I mean, I don't know. I feel like the the big names are the big money moves. I I I'm intrigued to see how Anthony plays. Uh, I don't think that it's gonna be a flop. I think Nunez is like an obvious one. But what considers it, like if Nunez gets ten goals, I think he gets 10, 12 goals. Has to be a flop for price tag, but also like, I don't know. Um, this is a hard question. I want to hear. I want to hear. Yeah, Chaz. Uh, you so, you you go off. I'll lead off you. I'll, yeah, yeah. So I think there's a couple for me. Um, this isn't really a flop, and that he's just not going to play. Uh, why City spent forty million for? Oh yeah, Calvin yeah. Phillips is. Um, like I know he's like injured and everything, but like uh, he's just not going to play. Like I like. Their midfield uh, over the weekend was Gundogan, Rodri, and De Bruyne on the bench. Um, they, they don't have any like midfield depth right now, but it's going to be really hard, especially because Bernardo Silva also plays as an eight, and they have winger depth, and Foden can play as an eight. So I just don't see... like Rodri's just going to play every game. Um, I mean, he's not because they rotate, but everything. Um, there's been... Uh, I really feel for Wolves. This is not me calling him a flop because he tore his ACL. Um, losing um, Kalajic, Kalajic, the new striker that they brought in, which means that they're now uh, apparently, I don't know if you saw this, Diego Costa. Who can like, not run. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm surprised he's still playing uh, football. Yeah. Um, I have a. Uh, you know, you singled him out as one of your like sort of excellent players. Um, and you know, it's obviously Tottenham's new signing. Um, Charleston, no, the Michigan, yeah, Basuma, Jesus Christ, Basuma. I'm a little more skeptical on Basuma. I think Basuma is a very talented player, but it feels like there's a system that's not suited to a central midfielder that was in a system that prioritized a sort of a counterattacking that he was, his positional sense for Brighton was yeah. always a little weird. And I also think Moises Casado comes in to his spot and just balls like this Brighton. Like they have got such a gem on their hand, this young Ecuadorian kid. I was going to say he's, he's, I was going to say there, I was going to name drop like five players to look out for. Not that everyone already is looking at him, but yeah. Dude, this dude's insane. He is unbelievable and Brighton are so much fun to watch right now so I think that is my pick and I'm mainly picking that just to be controversial because I want to be funny um but I think that you know there's a lot of like really interesting signings that are like that happened in the Premier League I think that we're gonna it's really hard to judge that right now basically everyone except uh <laughs> Lester uh, made big business decisions what the fuck is going on with Lester I, I read something sorry to go off track Oh. The owner's whole fortune is invested in duty free. Um, it's like they own all like the duty frees in airports. What? So 
they chose to upgrade their stadium in like 2019. So they spent all their money thinking that they were going to, you know, keep making money. But then the pandemic happens and no wow. one fucking buys duty free shit anymore. So it's wow. just like their whole business sort wow. of evaporated. Wow. And when they're in debt from the stadium or whatever. Ooh. And and they have like the fifth highest wage bill. And the so league. What, they're paying Barty like 300K. They're paying everyone. They're paying like all these like Jose Perez is making like stacks. Um, and it's just a total mess. So they lost obviously Casper Schmeichel. They lost Wesley Fafana. Jamie Vardy is not getting any younger. They yeah. still have players like Harvey Barnes, James Madison, who are Didi. And Didi, who are talented, but seem not obviously they're not in form. Um, yeah. so this segues relegation favorites. It's funny when we did a we I drove I was driving back from Rhode Island a couple weeks ago from my grandparents' place and me Wilfred and Rufus did our full table like twenty to first. Oh, wow, I want to hear that. It was fun, um, and uh, it wasn't a fun for me because I was driving, so it was, it was hard to like remember what teams were missing. But my relegation then was uh, it was kind of crazy. It was Southampton and dead last, Bournemouth and Everton. And and I felt that's awful because I, I really don't want Everton to get really yeah, I really like Everton. Um but and they, so got, now, super, they got super Frankie Lampard. How could you not? Third, yeah. Oh, shut up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if if uh if I were to repick that Southampton do look good and and that uh Bell Bell Chop center back looks really he was really really impressed really? against Chelsea. Yeah. Um and I don't know, the Lavia kid uh, could be nice. I just I just think Shea Adams and Stuart Armstrong are really B tech option. Um but uh we'll see. Uh I think I don't know. I'm gonna go, I'm gonna I'll 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 stick with it, but I'll, I'm gonna get rid of Everton. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna go last Bournemouth, nineteenth, um uh what's it called? Southampton and eighteenth. You know what? Let's let's be let's be fun. I like if they don't get rid of him ASAP, it's gonna be bad. I think Leicester, Leicester are gonna be really, uh, really bad. Yeah, I was also yeah. gonna put Leicester in mind. So I was gonna go Bournemouth in twentieth. I think they had a lucky sort of results, but they are like, I, I mean, they're just not very good at football, are they? Um, I think nineteenth. Uh, I'm just gonna go for the bounce, not in the forest. I just like, I just want to see them go down. I think, I. I feel bad for saying that because it's like, I don't have anything actually against them, but I just think it would be absolutely hilarious for them to go down. Yeah. Um, and sort of like a total testament to you just can't like that. Your transfer strategy needs better than buying. Like everyone's like, like, they, like, they, like their, their bench is the strangest thing ever. They've got like Romo Froiler who was starting for a champions league quality. Yeah. side, So like he could actually be really big. Um, you know, I saw him like I saw him like play for Switzerland over the summer in Switzerland, which was absolutely mad. Yeah. And uh, so I don't know. They might. And I was going to go Leicester. I think that there's a couple other teams that could really um, struggle. I think Everton obviously could really struggle. I think Leeds had a very hot start to the season, but could I could very easily see that team struggle because really? they just cannot score goals. Like. I- I was about to say it's kind of the opposite. I think they're like I. I've really have you seen these two Sinistera goals? No, uh, he's very good. I'm saying 
they like they can't get Bamford healthy. They yeah. needed another wing uh, attacker, which is why they tried to. You see this saga of this guy who like their owner announced, then he dipped because he was like he got a call from Nice, so then he flew to Nice. Yeah, the Mbemba Dieng, yeah, 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 and then failed his medical. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I and, don't know. I feel like Leeds are either like they they obviously have serious defensive issues a lot of the time. Yeah. Um, but I feel like they if they hit a rotten run of like goal scoring form, things could go very badly very quick. Yeah, but I do love I love Aronson. I love oh, that. I love it. He's awesome. That. And Adams oh, really well too. He's a I, shout for signing of the season, Aronson or yeah, Adams to be honest. These are the ones I wanted to like, yeah, Aronson, Sinistera, I think is is will be fun to watch. Um yeah, no, there's there's uh I mean there's a lot of obviously there's a lot of quality in the Prem, not that anyone's surprised by that, but um yeah, it's a, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be an exciting. Thing. Okay, so we have our relegation hopes. Chaz, you start with your top four. I want to hear this. All right, top four: City. You, I know what you're thinking. You're gonna put Spurs second. I, that's what you're thinking. I'm gonna you're go City in fourth, Chelsea first. I was gonna go City first. I'm gonna go Spurs second. Liverpool third, Arsenal fourth, unless Chelsea wow. dramatically improve. Yeah, wow. I, I'm I not. Was, I'm not the Chelsea happy. bias was gonna was gonna kick in. Oh, I mean, we're winning the it's Champions League. Pretty hard. Like, we're, winning, pretty hard we're, not... we're winning the Champions League. Yeah. Like, we don't need to finish top four. Go. Exactly. Of course. Um, <laughs> if if only you could lose so many games that just like Arteta, you just out of every competition except for the Champions League. And that, that's and, the goal. That's like a. That's like in the 2016-17 Conte season. We just read zero exactly. competitions, just won the league. Exactly. Um, pretty hard to argue with that. I think Liverpool are a wild card. I think I still think Chelsea are wild. I, I think now everyone's a wild card. The 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 classic top six. I think before the season, or at least if you predict yeah. this games in, I think when I did my top my twenty, I had Man U in eighth. Um, but I, I think that I just think they're gonna. I think Casemiro's gonna. They haven't even added Casemiro to that lineup, um, and I think that's gonna do a whole lot. I don't know. Um, this is really hard to predict. I guess I'm just gonna switch. Um, you know what? Fuck it. I like. When am I ever? When has Arsenal ever looked do like? It. And, and like, I don't, know, I don't know. I'm gonna go City. I'm going to go City, Liverpool, Arsenal, Spurs. Oh, wait, that's not fun. I thought you were about to go. We're going to win the league. Yeah, oh, come on. You built that up so much. I was yeah, so... Yeah, or even Arsenal said, well, get out. I'm not going to get clowned, bro. I, I, I know. Oh, I know. Risk I know. it. We have, we have one listener. It's maybe Chris Henderson on a on a Tuesday uh, morning before Masters. I'm not going to get some quote. <laughs> uh, yeah, congratulations to Chris, by the way. Advanced yeah. graduate. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, but yeah, that's that's my prediction. I uh, I don't know. I think it'll be I think it'll be a good season. I, I'd love it if we got top four, but I'm not. Uh, another sorry, I know so many transfers, but I do also. I mean, Zinchenko man is is another one of those city players that like you don't really because everyone's so good on that team. When just adding him to our lineup and, and and to make Tierney look that bad, you have to be so like Tierney's no no scrub, but like. I don't know. Like today, there was I don't know if there was one moment where Ramsdale just pinged a ball to Zinchenko and he just took it out of the like Bro. he just took it out of the air and it wasn't even anything that kind of audibly was like oh <laughs> just like, like, I I, I know clean. exactly clean. he's so clean and it's like I think you know he is such a great signing obviously for so many other like reasons we like him um, 
and like has overcome just you know for those that don't know it's like the guy was a Shakhtar player in 2014 and like has without a club for a, like a year I think like yeah. gets like a, basically a refugee visa to England to train with and uh, signs of City and you know, turns himself into a, a Premier League quality left back, which is un, like unbelievable. Just works so hard. Such yeah. a technically gifted player. Um, that sounds like a good top four. Uh, you know, last, I feel like last question, and then we'll let you all go, and we'll be back sooner than rather than later this time. I promise. Um, you know, final. You know, one thing that you just. I want a crazy moment. I want one crazy prediction out of you for this season. A crazy prediction. Crazy uh, prediction. How they've played so far, Fulham top eight. Whoa, I love that. This maybe maybe, okay, I'll, maybe top right. half. Top half right. would still be crazy. All right. Crazy, my crazy prediction. Klopp wait, leaves. Wait, first of all, react. Do you unbelievable? Always, no, no. I'm saying obviously we're we're we're. I'm basing off the first five games, but Paulinha and Mitrovic, bro, look real deal. Bro, and Daniel James could be my, a funny my man. My man, a top eight team does not sign William. Like, let's be real. Let's be real. Let's be real. They brought okay. that man on in the 60th minute today. That's not a recipe for success. Or yesterday. Um, my crazy prediction is that Jurgen Klopp leaves in the summer. Announces that he's leaving. That's my crazy prediction. But as a result of Liverpool not getting top four, because you had him, what, third? I don't think if okay, Liverpool... My crazy prediction play? is that he announces in the middle of the season that he's going to leave. So he doesn't... He he, he leaves before, uh, bef- like before the season ends. The no, season ends. he announces he leaves. He does a Kobe. He gets that farewell tour. <laughs> oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Okay. Wow. Wow. Even like, though Nottingham Forest give him a chair or some shit when he wow. comes. Wow. Okay. That's interesting. That's my prediction. That's my hot take. All right. Well, uh, that seems like uh, we got our season on our way. It's been an incredible few weeks of football. Oh, such a good time. I'm glad Chad's in a good mood. Obviously, I'm. <laughs> uh, been enjoying my past few weeks, but um, yeah, no, I'm I'm really excited for the season. It's it's kind of disgusting the amount of money that uh the Premier League is able to uh you know spend to to keep it as entertaining, but at least it's entertaining. Uh, and uh, yeah, I guess you know uh Peacock's gone, football TV, or at least for us is or no no wait, you guys are all on Peacock, so I guess Canada switched its sponsorship for the Premier League, so that's been I got that Peacock, I got that Peacock sponsorship, I got that. Login. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, footy bite. Also, footy bite. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Is that what I say? Footy bite. Footy bite the dust. It was a, it was a comment. Anyway, um, always a pleasure, guys. <laughs> always a pleasure, Turner. To all those that listen, see you next time. We'll have more content up on the headsinthegame.com, bringing it back. Um, maybe even some like other sports, like cycling. Who knows? Uh, to all those. Uh, listen thank you so much we'll see you guys next time